This is the Day Camp Pod from Go Camp Pro, bringing you the best ideas, strategies, and discussions in the day camp industry. You can find our show notes at daycamppodcast.com. Welcome to another mini pod from the Day Camp Pod. This one's on Marcy Brower, who um, is one of those amazing people who have blazed a trail for change. Um, she was my personal shero. Um, she basically got me started um, in the business and uh, let me, she had a way of making people do the most that they could do to be involved. And um, I have with me today Colette Marquat, who also uh, had her as a shero, and we were both lucky enough to um, experience what she brought to the table. So here's Colette. Thank you, Sam. I am very excited to be here. And yes, Mercy is definitely uh, a shero to me and a great mentor. Um, I'm Colette Marquardt, and I'm the executive director of the American Camp Association, Illinois. Um, and my uh, involvement with Marcy, you know, only goes back about 12 years where I've really known her. But, um, you know, her work has definitely impacted my entire career. And uh, I come to Illinois uh, the Association for Illinois after uh, time being a camp director for girls camps all over the Midwest um, and then just became actively involved thanks to people like Marcy who scooped me up and uh, saw the potential in me and helped mentor to get me to where I am today. Great. Thank you, Colette. Um I met Marcy back in the 80s when I um, found, I, as a park district, there weren't a lot of options for professional development back in the day. And I found out that there was a day camp workshop going on in Chicago. And it was actually run by Marcy and Bob Brower and Elaine Finnegan and some other um, wonderful people that were uh, from the day, Gordy Kaplan. Um, and when I got to this workshop, I realized that these were my people, and this was exactly where I wanted to be, partly because of Marcy's influence. So she and her husband, Bob, have run a Circle M Day Camp in Wheeling, Illinois, for 45 years. It was one of the first private camps to hire minority staff and enroll minority children. Her interest in the opportunities of children eventually influenced you know, everything going on in the National Association um, or and an organization for private camps. So Marcy and Bob, um, one of the first uh, times that I spoke publicly, Marcy just said, you're going to do this session and it's going to be with my husband and it's on camp community. And she had a way of doing that of just saying, this is how it shall be. And so then you just thought, okay, I can do this because this is what she's saying we can do. Um, Marcy was not, uh, um, she was familiar with discrimination as well. Um, she was second in her high school class. And then when she applied to colleges, um, she applied at Northwestern University and they sent her a letter back, I believe it was in the 50s, saying they had their quota of Jews. And so they were not accepting her. Um, and that, you know, I think that really set up her framework for including everyone and going forward. So, um, Colette, I know you had experience with her through Mid-States. Yeah, for sure. It um, So, Marcy and Bob 
started Mid-States. It started as an idea in their van on their way back from the Dearborn, Michigan National Conference. And because the National Conference that year had been so close to the Chicago area, they were able to to pile in their leadership staff and their camp staff into this van and go out to the National Conference. And so when they came back, they were like, we should do this in the Midwest and in Chicago. So let's let's do it. And similar to uh, Sam, what you shared of, you know, Marcy had this way of, of being like, there's this idea, there is this need, we need to just move and do it. Um, and so they started Mid-States and, you know, they recruited many other great uh, leaders in the Midwest to join in. And, you know, right from that first year, it took off and continued on. And so I had the opportunity to attend Mid-States as a 16-year-old camp counselor um, because my camp, you know, said, hey, we we got the group registration, you should come. And I was like, this sounds fun. And and I went every year um, and made sure that I went, regardless if my camp, you know, paid the fee or not, or that camp director that year was interested or not. Um, I went and, you know, became a speaker, became a volunteer and got to know Marcy through involvement in the program committee that I was asked to join when I was actually part of the ACA Northland section at the time. And when I returned to Chicago and moved back here, uh, there was an opening for the program chair position. And Marcy uh, called me up and said, hey, do you, do you want to do this? And I was like, sure, you know, this sounds really great. And, and I didn't know Marcy too well. I didn't know her backstory at the time, but I knew that she was special. I knew that she was important. And I knew that um, she, was, she was really smart. And she was somebody I wanted to know. And then through that, she became my mentor in that process because I had never planned a conference before. And I uh, got to just spend a lot of time with her one-on-one at her kitchen table um, and learning the ins and out of conference planning. But in that time, she wove in to those experiences, all sorts of history, her history, the history of camping, the history of the social justice movement, the civil rights movement. And, you know, slowly over this time, she just mentored me in ways I had not even, you know, expected to be in, in my time with her. And, um, you know, through Paulette, that. Did Marcy, um, I know Marcy marched with Martin Luther King. Yeah, so Marcy went to the March on Washington with her best friend at the time and her mother uh, tagged along to to make sure that Marcy was safe, uh, even though, as Bob mentions, um, you know, Marcy had her own children at the time and, you know, but Marcy's mother wanted to make sure she was safe and brought the sandwiches along and she marched on Washington with Dr. King. Marcy and Bob were, um, they went down to Southern Illinois to sit at lunch counters to uh, protest, you know, segregation that, you know, happened all over the country, especially here in Illinois. Uh, during the civil rights era. And she continued to really push that social justice movement. She, um, she also was um, active in the struggle for the rights of LB, LGBTQ community as well. For sure. she That was a, a huge passion of hers, especially in the um, 
the latter part of her career and her involvement in ACA that she was pivotal in bringing LGBTQ topics to the national conference and to mid-states at a time when it was still unheard of, where there was quite a bit of backlash. Um, and when she hosted that first session, um, there was actually, a, you know, it was like, okay, if we're going to have a session on this topic, we should have, we have to offer a session at the same time that counters that idea of LGBTQ inclusion. Um, but of course, being Marcy and being the force that she was, you know, her room was standing only and people were in the hallway trying to get in. And much of the um, LGBTQ inclusion in camp and in ACA, it, it goes back to the roots of Marcy and her circle that she really pushed into the idea that inclusion matters and that we have to be welcoming and bring in all people, including LGBTQ folks. And we, you know, definitely have her to thank for that in quite a few ways. That's wonderful. I know um, I attached in the show notes an article that she had written for ACA magazine back in the day about how they started their um, their integration at their camp. They actually won the Eleanor Eels Program Excellence Award uh, for fighting for diversity. And the article itself is amazing. It shows things they tried that didn't work, things then they tried and it did work. Um, And she had a a quote in there that uh, Tiff has said quite often in our podcast that um, people are afraid they're going to lose campers when they uh, include people of different um, diversity into their camp. But the fact is you're going to gain more people that are coming to you um, because you're diverse, because you're trying these new things and and uh, including everyone. So it was interesting that this article from years ago said exactly what Tiff is saying now and um, to see all the different plans they had done um, to be successful at being diverse. Yeah, she really, she was quite ahead of her time, you know, and I think that's what's important for us to remember and and it has been really in my mind since her passing this past spring um, is is just how deep her roots go. I think especially when we look at where her life began and her moving through her own adulthood, her uh, family life, her career, you know, the camp that Bob and Marcy owned and operated, and, you know, even into retirement. I mean, Marcy was still active in, in mentoring the camp field up until, up until her passing. I mean, I had conversations with her in March and in February about, you know, where we were headed with the Women in Camp Summit, where we were headed with um, inclusion and diversity and what we do here in Illinois to serve those living in poverty. And, she never gave up that that fight. And so it, it is remarkable to think that decades ago, she was having the same conversations we're having today, but a much smaller group of people are having those conversations. And I think that Mid-States particularly is one of her legacies that will have deep lasting impacts that often will unfortunately go unseen, that that it goes back to her roots and that she at that point had had this long career in, in camp and in social justice actions. And 
through mid-states created a whole new generation of of us, right? To Sam, right? You and I to oh, yeah. and all of our camp Absolutely. friends to to give us the tools we needed to continue the fight. So she multiplied herself in a lot of ways. Um, you know, and she multiplied the amount of people to speak out. And so whenever I see things like conversations in the Summer Camp Rose Facebook group about gender inclusion um, and transgender campers and how, you know, how can we make it so that everybody feels included and welcomed and, and that dialogue that even 10 years ago, we couldn't have in, in these spaces, right? And, and that there has been work by so many people, but we keep going back to the roots of where did those conversations start? Who were those people? And then before Marcy, you know, was Eleanor Eels, who was very passionate about racial justice and the suffrage movement and um, helping people in poverty. You know, she started our uh, Title 20 program along with Gordy Kaplan and and she was Marcy's mentor and Marcy was our mentor. And so I, I just continue to think of that legacy that predates Marcy, but how much Marcy had to put in in her lifetime which is a wonderful point and why I, I wanted to do this podcast is not only to honor Marcy, but to give those of us now um, the inspiration to what are we going to do now? The ball is ours. We're in, you know, it's our turn to move the profession forward and to move um, the whole social movement forward. Um, so anyone who's brand new to being a camp professional, those young people, this is supposed to be an inspiration to you um, for what can get done. It's amazing what can get done with one one little person. So it's true. It's true. I mean, I think about Marcy and Bob's impact on ACA and LGBTQ inclusion that I would not be in the position I am, um, being able to be out and have a partner and being able to to tell everybody about my partner and that my partner, she is involved in ACA Illinois and volunteers and that 10, 15, 20 years ago, that, that wouldn't be the case in the same way. And, you know, I, it's not lost on me that Marcy had this tremendous impact that helped me even just live true and authentically in this, in this role that I'm in. And I, I think it's just so critical that we continue to move forward, look back to the past and that Marcy, um, you know, she continued that fight and she continued that work. And then the other thing that I think that Marcy did that has always, that continues to kind of stick to my mind in these times of challenges and struggles when we're faced with those who aren't maybe inclusive or don't believe in, um, what some might say is politicizing the camp environment, but is, you know, to us is about creating true community spaces where everybody is valued and appreciated is that she would, she would always be very forthcoming about where she stood with things and she would keep moving forward. So if you were, you know, if she was having a conversation and I think back to when we were talking about whether or not to have a keynote speaker at Mid-States as the committee on transgender topics, and how she, you know, some folks on the committee were like, oh, that's too political. We can't, we can't get into that. And this was, you know, less than um, eight, nine years ago. So it wasn't that long ago, but it was, you know, it was too political. We couldn't do that. And I remember her specifically saying, no, we can. We're just choosing not to. And 
in 10 years and 20 years, we're going to look back, they're going to look back and they're going to say that they made the wrong choice. And we did make the wrong choices that committee then. Um, and, you know, few years later, we were able to have that keynote and we were able to push that forward. But that acknowledgement of she said what needed to be said, she was bold about it. And then she kept working with those people. And I think that's something that I continually have to like tell my own brain, like, you got to just keep moving forward, be bold, be, be firm, but also you have to keep working with the people in order to make the change happen. And that's what she did. Yep. If any of you who have been to Mid-States Camp Conference know that it was a unique conference in and of itself. It was um, one of the only very large conferences that made it um, a camp type of feel. And um, so sometimes people would say, oh, it's only for frontline staff. But no, of course, you know, um, it had both ends of the spectrum. But you could also feel very um, like it was your family, like you were at camp and very... um, comfortable while you were learning which was a different kind of a conference so but that was that was Marcy that was you know amazing so one of the quotes that I always love is leaders don't force people to follow they invite them on a journey that was by Charles S. Lauer and to me that was Marcy that was you know um she would invite you on this journey to move forward. Um, but she did it in such a way that it was like, well, here's how it is and it's going to happen. So uh, I know I do my best um, with her example as well, moving forward, Colette, to do that with my own staff and and so on. So any last thoughts about Marcy? Oh, I have so many thoughts about Marcy. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I want to, of course, say thank you for having me on today um, to talk about something that was so important to me and to the camp movement. Um, and I think that Marcy will always hold that place in my heart, as I know she will, your Sam and so many others uh, that knew her. But that I think lastly, Marcy is an example of how small little changes add up over time and that in that moment um i'm sure when she got that letter from northwestern it 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 would have been easy to lose focus and not continue to make change um and now we see at northwestern you know they don't have those kind of quotas anymore right they're very (laughs) they're often seen as being a very progressive university um and we see that in camp you know and we've seen that in eca that it's those small changes over time that make the impact. And we have to keep moving forward. We have to because people matter. And if we don't, people will continue to suffer and be hurt by injustice. And, you know, that's not the game way. Right. Well, thank you so much for coming on today and um, sharing Marcy's story with me. Uh, we both Um, We're lucky enough to be on her journey. And uh, next week, everyone join us for a full pod and we'll see you then. Thanks. The Day Camp Podcast is brought to you by Go Camp Pro and the Go Camp Pro Podcast Network. Find a podcast for camp professionals of every age and stage at gocamp.pro slash podcast. Thanks for listening, friends. Hey, Camp Pros. We love that our industry is built on sharing. In order to foster that spirit, we hope that whenever you share an idea that you learn from the Camp Hacker podcast, 
conference, summer camp professionals group, or wherever else that you're quick to give credit where credit is due. That way, we can all encourage more camp pros to share the tips and tricks that will make camp better.